Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? With these words, Jesus addressed the situation of his disciples as they were there on that evening following his resurrection. The disciples were together, but they were uncertain, worried about the future. They were shaken to the core because Jesus had died, and now the grave was empty, and they are now getting reports that Jesus has appeared to some on the road to Emmaus. And they are not sure what to think of it all. Now, while you and I are not confronted with this type of situation, we all have our own worries and doubts instead. For our concluding students, now following call day, you know where you're going, and yet that's not the end of the questions. Only more questions arise as to what all of this means. The same can actually be said for those who are preparing for vicarage or for internships. Again, what does this mean for the next year? As the year itself is winding down, likewise, we have finals and final projects that are starting to loom ever bigger on the horizon. And with the economy as it is and the financial concerns, even the faculty and the staff and the administration of this institution have their own concerns as to what does all of this mean and where do we go from here? And so Jesus could very easily ask you and I this very same question. Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Oh, well, we all have our answers to this question. Answers such as, I just don't know. Am I really ready for the ministry? Am I really prepared to go out and to do this? Or with the economy as it is, and the job market tight, and all of the pressures upon this institution, now what? Where do we go from here? And how many of us have wished that we could have been there with the disciples then, and that Jesus would come to us somehow and open our minds to understand the Scriptures as we try to face all of the exams and papers where we're supposed to explain these things. We could go on and on and on with all sorts of legitimate concerns. Or are those concerns quite as legitimate as we make them out to be? I'm not saying that we should just pretend we don't have problems, ignore them, and just go on as if it's no big deal. But rather the question is, why do these things trouble us as much as they do? Why do they weigh upon us as heavily as they do? Could it be that we're still too focused on ourselves in the midst of these problems? We look to ourselves and wonder how we are going to handle it, how we are going to get through it all. We think that we have to be in control. If we act as if everything was up to us, and if we're honest, we get scared when things are out of our hands and we don't know what to do. 
So why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? These things in life come to us and they frighten us because we don't understand them. We don't understand what it means and where it's all leading. The same was true of the disciples there on that Sunday. They had heard the reports, but they still weren't sure. And then suddenly Jesus appears to them. And yet our text tells us that they were startled and frightened and thought that they saw a spirit. And they didn't understand. They didn't understand, even though Jesus had explained it to them a number of times, that he had to die and rise again. And so we see him explain it to them yet again in our text. In much the same way, we don't understand. We don't understand what it is that God is doing in our lives. We don't understand why he's letting things happen or where it is that he is leading. We look and we see our worries, our frustrations, and our troubles. And in the midst of them, all too often, the reports of God's grace can seem foreign to us as well. Just as the disciples were there talking about this report from Jesus appearing on their road to Emmaus, and yet it seemed somehow foreign, somehow confusing, somehow different. How could they understand it? In the same way, we get confused, and sometimes those reports of God's grace seem foreign because we don't see it happening right here and now in our lives. But it's often right in the middle of our confusion that God comes and he works in our lives. It is right when the disciples were unsure of it all, when they're trying to figure out what to make of it, that Jesus appears to them. Likewise, when you and I are racked with our guilt, when we are burdened with our worries and our frustrations because of our sins and failings, Christ comes to us with his forgiving words of grace and love. In fact, Jesus comes to you, and he speaks to you those very same words of comfort. Peace to you. You can have peace, even in the midst of uncertainty, because Jesus has made peace with God for you. The fact that Jesus arose, the fact that he was bodily alive there as he proved to his disciples is far more than just giving them relief that their leader that was lost has now come back to them. No, it's far greater than that. It means that when Jesus died to bear our guilt and our sins, that he paid for all of them. Because as he bore our sins upon himself there on that cross, if just one sin had remained, the guilt of just one sin of one of us had stayed on him, he would have remained in that grave forever. But he was alive. He proved to them by showing his body and even eating fish before them that they might have the sure hope of God's love, his grace and forgiveness now and always. And in the same way, he comes to us and gives us that peace as well. 
the peace of knowing that we are forgiven despite our failings, despite all the things that we have done wrong, we are forgiven. Knowing that God, therefore, loves us and cares for us and will watch over us, despite whatever comes in this life. We often still don't know where we are headed. We don't know what life is going to bring around the bend. And we move forward with a certain amount of uncertainty. But we do it with the certainty that God is with us, that he is guiding us and caring for us and watching over us. Therefore, we move forward, forward into the unknown, forward into whatever the future holds, but we move forward in God's peace. Amen. And now, may that peace which surpasses all understanding Keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord unto life everlasting. Amen.